We're trying to win people's minds very quickly. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. It's great to be here with you today, and I'm going to predict that you're going to be glad that you joined us here on the show today. Because now we have something unique and valuable for all of you. A few weeks ago, we welcomed a great guest from Toronto, a body language expert. Mark Bowden joined us here to explore the topic of nonverbal communication. And while we weren't too surprised to see a great response to that episode, and to be honest, it went so well that we asked Mark to join us here again on the show. So, Mark, welcome back to the Inspiring Leader Show, my friend. Terry, it's great to be back with you. Thanks for having me again. I wanted to share with you that you happen to be the very first guest that we've ever welcomed back for a second show, and actually back-to-back shows at that. So, i got to tell you, the feedback has been off the charts. I think you and I both expected that this was going to be well-received, but i got to tell you, man, this one's off the charts. Oh, that's great. I'm really happy to hear that. And thanks to everybody for listening and coming back again and listening to some more. There's something magnetic about you, my friend. People love to listen to the message that you've got. And I think the fact that it resonates so well with people, because this is all such useful, fundamental information that helps all of us. It helps all of us inspire people. And I think that's really what we talked about last time. And where we ended off is we were talking about inspiring people quite literally with the definition of inspire, which means to breathe in. And you were talking about the difference in the tonality and the pace and the way that things come across when we speak, when we're breathing in. Exactly. So I was talking about how when you're on the in-breath or inspired, you have a different tonality in your voice, your body suspends itself and supports itself in a different way. And you literally start to think differently. And when you're expired, which I'm just going to do for you right now, so you're on that out-breath again, you support your body in a different way. Your tonality changes. Your thought processes change. Because we're all social mammals, we start to get mirrored. And so you start to mirror my attitude of expiration here. And if I go on to that inspired breath, you start to mirror my attitude of being inspired. So we become essentially a community of inspiration. I thought that that was such valuable advice. I haven't heard other people talking about this. Certainly haven't read about it in any source other than from the great Mark Bowden. Yeah. The feedback that I got is that this is really good information, and now people really want to learn more. We've already done a lot of the intro stuff. We asked you who inspires you, and you told us that you've always been inspired by the way that people move and communicate non-verbally since your earliest days. We also talked about what inspired leadership means to you, so we've covered off a lot of those kinds of questions. I was thinking, why don't we just jump straight into it? It won't be a long episode, but you know what they say, we're here for a good time, not a long time, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy with that. Yeah, jump into whatever you need practical help on, for sure. This topic that you and I have talked offline about, which is a topic of trust, I know that 
I've got very strong perspectives when it comes to trust because I think that it is really so foundational for leaders. I think that it is really one of those cornerstones that if you don't have the ability to inspire trust in other people, or if you don't trust the people that you're working with, then your leadership is truly going to be ineffective. And I noticed that one of the things that you say that people are able to do by working on their body language and nonverbal communication, they're able to build trust. Now, this is something that I'm really curious about because you truly are a world-class expert in this. I thought that maybe this was something that we could get into. I'm going to throw you a little bit of a curveball. Great. The other thing that I noticed, and I was hoping maybe you could touch on this a little bit, I don't know if they're tied together, but I noticed from your LinkedIn site that you've worked with some pretty impressive people over the years. You've said in your LinkedIn profile that you've actually worked with a prime minister from one of the G8 countries. Mm, G7 now. Oh, sorry, G7, of course. Yeah. I'm wondering, is there a story behind that that you're able to share or that you're willing to share? Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stories, but I can't name any names, though. Right. You were to research names, and they're most likely true. (laughs) But I have to be a little bit cagey around what I say. For sure. If somebody's running a country, they have many of the same problems as you and I have, which is they need to win trust and gain credibility very, very quickly. Understand, in a democracy like Canada's, for example, If you become prime minister, certainly in the last three to four elections, most people have not voted for you. Most people have voted for somebody else. Right. That's just the way. The nature of a democracy, right? That's the first past the post democracy, is that you don't need the most votes. You need the right votes in the right place to win the leadership and have a majority in parliament. So understand that you end up becoming prime minister and people are going, I didn't want that. Most people are going, well, I didn't want that. Yeah. So what an extraordinary position to be in. Now, most people don't realize that. Most people think that, oh, the leader that I voted for got in because they were the most liked. No, actually, they were most likely the least liked, the least wanted. Yeah. That's the way the system works. Until you change to a different system, that's generally what you get. So when you've been given the leadership, there's still that element of, Well, how do I win trust and gain credibility with the people who don't even like me? There's a challenge. (laughs) Ideologically against me, because you are still their leader. Now, what are they noticing about you? They're most noticing about your movement. And so you can start to slowly over time in this particular situation, build more trust and more credibility with those designed not to like you at all simply by performing behaviors that might nudge them over time into a little more trust and a little more credibility around you. In election situations, you have a certain amount of voters who just don't know what they're going to do at this point. They don't know who they're going to vote for. Maybe they've never voted before. Maybe their life has changed slightly and they're open to a difference of decision-making. Those people you can change their minds around trust and credibility pretty quickly because they're very, very open at this point. And they've got an ideal in their head of who they need to see as a leader. And if you produce those behaviors, that nonverbal communication for them, they will go, oh, yeah, that's the leader. That's the one. That's the one I was looking for. And they'll put a little X 
by your name and now you're more likely to win. What you need to understand is both of these are a manipulation. Yeah. That's just the nature of language. Language is a manipulation. Language is a way of reducing the world around us into something which is consumable and understandable quickly and you can pass it on to other people. And so manipulation is important if we didn't manipulate the world around us into something consumable and understandable quickly, we'd never team up with other people and get anything done. I don't know whether that's a story about the people I work with, but certainly it's a quick description of that world for people, which totally is a world of manipulation. We're trying to win people's minds very quickly in some cases so that our team, the team that I'm working for, stands the most chance of winning. Now, why do they want to win? Because they believe they have the right idea. They believe they know better than anybody else how things should go to make things better for the people who are most important. True, yeah. Now, have they got the right idea? I don't know. If I look back at history, everybody seems to have a bit of a problem. Nobody gets it perfectly, perfectly (laughs) right. So I don't know whether they have the right idea. Do they believe they do? Yes, they do. How do they believe they do? They have ideals, what we call ideologies, and they have a, a generalized view of the world. Now, what I do is come to this from an idea of I don't have a specific join in with their specific ideologies of the major kind of groups. Then it means I can stand outside of that right. as a critic and say, what do you really want? Who are you really trying to talk to? And let me help you make contact with them really quickly, really effectively, really economically. Yeah. Anyway, there's my rant about that. And I hope that makes sense and is of interest. Well, it is of interest. And I think that it's going to be of interest in the coming months because right now the wheels are turning towards upcoming elections, not only in Canada, but in the United States as well. Those are federal elections. We've got some people that are all in right now, and they're making decisions about whether they're going to be running for their political party, whether they're going to be running to really run a government and a country. So these kinds of topics are vitally important to a lot of people, not only to the people who are running, but to the people who are going to be watching and making up their minds about what kind of manipulation they're seeing. And I would say, if I can throw my two cents in on this manipulation thing, I see this as a small M manipulation. This is not, I've been manipulated. This has more to do with influence than anything else. Do I see nonverbal communication that makes me think that the person that I'm watching has it together, that they're deliberate, that they know what they're doing and that they can be trusted long term? Are they inspiring that trust in me? Isn't that a good segue to talk about what I was hoping to bend your mind on here today? And that is how to use nonverbal communication to inspire a little bit of trust. I know that I've done so well in this area of training speakers to stand out and win trust and gain credibility, whether it's professional speakers or business people or people in politics. I've kept it really simple. I've tried to work out what is the lever that you need to put in there and put constant but minimal effort into, and you will move the biggest mountain. There are so many things as a communicator that you could do to try and make a difference. All I'm concerned with is what is the one best one 
for the result that you want? What is the one most economic one? So you'll see other trainers out there that will go, hey, here's the 10 top things. You should do this and this and this and this. Right, yeah, yeah. And I'm like, no, I just want one thing. What's the one thing? Yeah, you want a good ROI, right? Oh, yeah, because it's economical. Yeah. My client has a certain amount of brain capacity, a certain amount of resource to put into this, and they need a massive result out of that. Yeah. So I've got to look at the economics, and I've got to go, look, you're going in there, you're going to pull this lever, and you're going to pull this lever all the time. Yeah, very smart. It's just simplicity and consistency. So what is the simplicity and consistency for trust and credibility? Now, ultimately, there's so much you could do. So I'm going to give you a technique, and you might be able to go to me, hey, but you know, can I not do this and not do this? And I'd go, yeah, you can. Be my guest. Do whatever you like. Yeah. But if you do what I'm telling you now, if you do this consistently, you will win the results that you're trying to get. But be my guest. Do anything else that you like. You will confuse your mind. And you'll find that you're using techniques that don't give you the payback. Here's the best technique. Very simple. Oh, now you got me on the edge of my seat. Okay. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> it's very, very simple. I call it gestures in the truth plane. It's open palm gestures at exactly navel height. Yeah. Open palm gestures at exactly navel belly button height. Just like the inspiration technique. You won't see this written down anywhere else other than my book, Winning Body Language, because Winning Body Language was the first ever book to write this technique down. Right, yeah. It had been around thousands of years. It's just it had been passed on from artist to artist and never written down in a book yeah. anywhere. So open palm gestures at exactly navel height. Why is this effective? Well, simply because the open palm gestures is a universal signal for no tools, no weapons, nothing in my hands. Ah. Therefore, there's a default to more positives because you can see if I would have anything to harm you with, if I'd have a tool or a weapon that could harm you. Also, the navel area is very, very vulnerable. It's your center of gravity is there. There's some delicate organs there that if they get damaged, you're in big trouble. So if I'm exposing that area and bringing some conscious attention to that area, and you can see that I've got no tools or weapons, it means that I don't think that there is a predator anywhere, that I think this is a low-risk environment. Therefore, if you're with me, if you're on my side, if you join me, you will be joining me in a low-risk environment and therefore high-opportunity environment. So, Mark, would you say that you're treating your audience with trust in order to instill that trust from their side back toward you? Absolutely. So when they attack, you do it even more. Now, your instinct when they attack when they come at you and go, I don't think your policies are right. You did this and you did that and, and you've got the wrong idea and you failed on your profit margin this year. When they do all of that, you open up even more there. Now, your instinct will want to close down there. Your instinct will want to crunch up. Your instinct will want you to do fight and flight. Right. What you do, you countermeasure that with more of the behaviors of somebody who is in a low-risk, high-opportunity environment. Because after a while, as you display that consistently, 
your audience mirrors you and they join you. Yeah. Not only mentally, but they'll start to join you physically. They mirror you physically. They see the image in their head and their mind goes, well, how would I be feeling if I was presenting myself in that way? I'd be feeling confident. I'd be feeling that's confident body language. This person is confident. Now, what's interesting is that word confident, because it comes from medieval Latin, confides, which means with trust. Right. When you think somebody is confident, we always say, hey, they're confident. What you're actually saying is, I trust them. I'm confides with them. I'm with trust in them, which means I don't need to verify the data they're giving me. I'm going to trust it's true because they look confident. It's a beautiful little trick on people's minds to display confidence will cause them not to critically think what you're saying. Now, again, this is a manipulation. But just as you say, it often for leaders, it is your job to influence and persuade people. Of course. Because otherwise, they'll carry on doing what they've always been doing. Yeah. If the people are already doing what's best for them, leave them alone. It's all going to be fine. <laughs> they don't need a leader. Right. Yeah. So it's great. Yeah. Let them get on with it. Yeah. Don't even say, hey, that's really good. Keep going. Just leave them alone. They're going to be absolutely fine. But if they're doing something that is hurting them or hindering them or hurting and hindering other people, and there could be better ways of integrating with all the communities around them, they will need influencing and persuading. Because if you do not, they won't get it by themselves. Yeah. Or they will, but it will take too long and it'll be too late. So you're going to have to influence and persuade them. And in order to influence and persuade them, you're going to have to take the world, which is very complex around them, and you're going to need to distill it into something that is digestible quickly and understandable. And also they can communicate to other people. In verbal language, we call this words. <laughs> Just a bit of maybe more complex academic communication. You've got the signified and the signifier. Yeah. And so the word is not the thing. It just isn't the thing. Dog is not a dog. Yet when I say the word dog, you get a picture in your head. That's a manipulation. Yeah. It's a brilliant manipulation. And you either know that that's a manipulation or not, but it influences and persuades, and you can get people to literally change their minds on the words that you use, but more importantly for us here today, because it's a more effective method, on the movement that you show them, because again, it happens in their head and it changes their experience, it changes the world around them, it literally changes the world. I love what you said. Words are really nothing more than conceptual labels for ideas or things. And your movement and how you move, the way that you put your hands, where you put your hands, those two are nothing more than conceptual labels for an idea like, trust me. Yeah. Or I'm standing here trusting you. I'm open and you don't need to know anything more because you can see my confidence. Exactly. So the key here is, is working out which of these conceptual labels has more power because you've only got a finite resource to change people's minds. The image has more power than the word. Mm -hmm. And that's why 
when I came to looking at what are the simple ways to help people in politics and business get the results that they're wanting, I put all the emphasis on the visual images. It's not that the words aren't important, the words are really good, but unless the image is right, the words can blow up in your face or they can be useless to you. You've written all these great words of trust, but nobody's even trusting the great words of trust because they don't trust the way they're being delivered. They're not confides. They're not confident in you. And therefore, they'll start to critically think those words. Or if they're negative about you, they will spin them to the negative. And it's your job to influence and persuade them. And the most economical way is through the images that you give them. And you're in control of your body. Most of us on the planet have a huge control of our body, way more often than the control of our word. So use your body language to influence and persuade. I love what you're talking about, and it reminds me of a quote from Steve Jobs that I often think of. He was very much in the camp of simple being the way that you have to go. And I think the quote, if I get it right, it's that simple can be more difficult than complex, but if you can get your thinking clean and simple, you can move mountains. Yeah, absolutely. The world is a complex system, and human communication is very, very complex. Yeah. Does that mean we need a complex solution to that? No, that'll be awful. <laughs> I mean, that'll be terrible. Do we need a complicated solution to the complexity of human communication? No, you'll never be able to enact it. We need a simple solution. One look at an audience anywhere will tell you that listening to a speaker for a period of time can be a very difficult thing. You can tell that from anybody's attention span. Absolutely. So having the most effective and best ROI on anything that somebody says or does, I think is really what the aim should be. And that's why I wanted to have you back on the show. I wanted you to talk a little bit more about this and move us from that inspire to the trust I think two very core elements for any leader out there, whether you're a political leader, whether you're a business leader or a community leader, or even somebody that wants to inspire your own family. I think that these are really key concepts and key ideas for anybody out there. Definitely great value for our listeners. I'm glad you think that. And, and again, keep it simple. I was always a huge fan of Edward de Bono, right from being a kid and getting hold of his work. Yeah. For me, most of that was about simplification. How do you get a really simple idea, a simple technique to do better thinking? And so I've really tried to do the same with nonverbal communication. How simple and effective can you make it? There's lots you could do. What are the best things? Man, I'm glad that you mentioned Edward de Bono. Not many people know this name anymore because mm. most of the books that he wrote were quite a while ago. One of my favorite books of all times is Lateral Thinking. Yeah. It had a huge impact. I remember my father gave me that book when I was quite young. To this day, it still had a great impact on me. Thank you for that. It's worth going back and checking out again. A real genius of his time, for sure. Yeah, and so are you. And I'm so glad that you've agreed to join us here again on the Inspiring Leaders Podcast. Mark, thank you so much for taking time out of your day, for sharing your ideas and your expertise with us on the show. Always my pleasure. I'm happy to come back anytime you like, Terry. That's great. And I can't wait to meet up with you one day when I'm in Toronto. I'll make sure that I stay in touch with you and connect with you at that time. I'm going to put all of your contact information down in the show notes for people because I know people are going to want to reach out. 
All of that will be there. Links to your website, Twitter, LinkedIn, and your books as well will all be there. Lovely. That sounds great. Marks, thanks very much. You have yourself a great day. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Inspiring Leaders Podcast. You have yourself a great day as well. Take care and bye for now. Thank you.